0: Today in the show, we discover the secret of how the Argonian homeland has remained unconquered for so long. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and dare I say, universes of our favorite video games. I'm Bruce. And I'm Connor. And we are back to talk about the land of Tamriel again. It is good to be back in this mythical little world. Absolutely. We we can't seem
1: to stay away. Every time we come home from our vacations to Tamriel, you know, we unpack and we, you know, settle it back into home and we just immediately miss Tamriel again. You know, we, can, yeah. we can't can't stop going back. Just can't. can't. Stay away. And, you know, we're going to a really shiny and uh, uh, beautiful corner of Tamriel this time. <laughs> <laughs> a really underrated, under-the-radar spot that uh, the tourists haven't ruined yet.
0: Uh, <laughs> called, yes, untouched called... by the uh, <laughs> horrible civilizations of the yeah. uh, Septim Empire, I would say. <laughs> Completely unspoiled uh, wilderness, unspoiled wilderness, yeah. uh, but still rife with so many war crimes. <laughs> it's hey, hey,
1: it's it's the culture is just it's just very <laughs> vibrant, very, uh, uh, man. It's 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 uh, yeah, it's 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 an experience. Uh, of course, we're talking about the one and only province where our favorite lizard people come from. We're going full lizard mode today, people. That's right. We're going to the Black Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and talk about the black marsh and what you know the, the the secret hidden strengths of black marsh because i feel like a lot of ta- parts of tamriel a lot of the provinces we're really familiar with i mean of course we've all spent hours upon hours in skyrim of course most of us are, are familiar with morrowind most of us are familiar with cyrodiil but i feel like the black marsh is one of those parts of tamriel parts of elder scrolls in general that is still pretty mysterious there's a lot of yet to be uncovered parts of Black Marsh that uh, kind of dis- defy explanation at this point.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly just, it's an outlier uh, in yeah. the world of Tamriel, where it is usually taken over by just uh, some of its larger neighbors mm-hmm. or assimilated in some way. But, um and from what we at least see in like uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which takes place, only in the second era, which is like, you know, two eras before like the events of the game in Skyrim Mm -hmm. is just very, um, still packed with wilderness and, uh, foliage, uh, tree homes, um, that kind of, again, like you said, defy explanation of why it's still there. Yeah. It's, it's funny
1: when you look at, you know, the Argonians as a people in Elder scrolls, like they, they put up with a lot of shit in their history. Like, that's oh, very yeah. obvious. Like, they, they are very downtrodden in a lot of ways. And, what you know, an interesting facet we're going to be talking about uh, extensively today, that's one of our main themes today, is, like, how the Argonians can be so oppressed as a people in so many ways throughout their history. But their, home, their homeland, the Black Marsh, can remain so untouched by civilization. Like, like you mentioned the Septim uh, Dynasty, the Empire of Tamriel, like, has tried multiple times to fully conquer and assimilate the Black Marsh, but there's still something about it that is unconquerable. So it's kind of like, what's, what's the deal there? What's going on with that? So uh, that's, that's where we're going to go
0: today. Exactly. And uh, so without further ado, I'd love to just jump into that after some uh, housekeeping. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Uh, email us at podcast at uh and just with your thoughts on the episode ideas or just if you think that we're completely off uh <laughs> off kilter with this yeah. um hot take of uh the argonians being like <laughs> low key op and <laughs> we, again you know that i let's strike up a conversation yeah uh, feedback t- of
1: any kind let us let us hear
0: it Absolutely. And our teams also stream weekly on Twitch. So be sure to follow us at twitch.tv slash lore underscore party. And of course, you can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. So let's first answer the big question. Why are we even talking about (laughs) these weird lizard people who's... Uh, female part uh, have breasts for some reason. Again, such a weird race,
1: such a weird place. You you reminded me of something I... Don't you dare. Don't you you (laughs) dare speak her name. No, not that. Something else. You (laughs) reminded me of something else I've also memory hold and tried to forget about, and that was the (laughs) the discourse from months ago. Hell, it might have been years ago at this point of, like, people suddenly I don't know where it came from, but suddenly there was that discussion of why do argonians or maybe lizard people in a lot of fantasy uh settings why do they have breasts That <laughs> was like a and uh that's what the uh real topic of today is uh all the other stuff about we just tricked you yeah that was a smokescreen we we lured you in the real episode is about uh <laughs> the anatomy of lizard no, i'm kidding no visit but, uh, our
0: website to see diagrams <laughs> <laughs>
1: But no, what really made us want to take a closer look at the Argonians, but also their homeland, the Mar, the Black Marsh. I think we were just talking once, you and I, Bruce. We were, yeah,
0: we just had, we were like having a double date dinner.
1: Yeah, we were at the lounge, you know, with the missuses, <laughs> and you know, having a having our aperitifs and and uh, our our uh, hors d'oeuvres, you know, as gentlemanly. Uh, men about town as we are and uh we were just vehemently uh nerding back and forth while our uh our significant others rolled their eyes at us and (laughs) you know it just came to us like dude the black marsh like beat an oblivion invasion like the the deidra from oblivion tried to invade the black martian they they couldn't do it like they steamrolled over Cyrodiil at the same time but meanwhile over in the Black Marsh the Argonians fought back and won what the what the hell yeah. happened there like how that how was how that even how was that even possible
0: yeah it just kept bringing the question back of just like how first of all after getting absolutely rocked for hundreds if not thousands of years yeah was any group able to like stave off a Daedric level threat, and um, that was kind of where the whole thing came from? I think i I heard about it through a TikTok because uh, I knew mm-hmm. about the Oblivion Crisis. Mm-hmm. I knew Oblivion and that was one thing but apparently like just like off <laughs> off camera off the screen yeah. uh while you know the hero of Cavatch was like you know running around closing the portals right uh the orgonians were just like going absolutely savage yeah like um, we, we got this covered like we, we're, we're fine <laughs> we don't need a hero of kavach we're we're fine so yeah. we um we got to talk in and like this was just something that i've been kind of learning more about and it was Mm. such an amazing journey uh yeah and so i want to take you all with that now they don't seem like a very like remarkable race like you know aside from being lizard people yeah (laughs) i mean yeah but like you know we this is the land of tamriel you can't just you you can't just get by with that gimmick all right right (laughs) you need something else (laughs) Uh, the Altmer say that they are descended from gods. The mm-hmm. Nords literally came from another continent and literally just killed all the elves in yeah, their immediate so, area and claimed right. that place as their new ancestral homeland. Like, right. it's not... It's a, it's a dog... It's a skeever-eat-skeever skeever world out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and true.
0: you got to be able to, like, show some muscle. And, yeah. I mean, the Argonians like cool they got scales and stuff but that's all they have going for
1: themselves seemingly but we're, yeah we're going to peel back those layers and really get to what their hidden strength is uh, but first we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors but we'll be right back after that so stick around
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Okay, we're back. And so we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, just give some really quick basic contacts for anyone not entirely familiar with argonians if if you haven't played an elder scrolls game uh, you probably don't know what the hell we're talking about uh <laughs> you know lizard people is a pretty good descriptor though like if you hear lizard people and you imagine a bipedal humanoid lizard guy walking around talking wearing clothes you pretty much have the uh the, the picture but yeah uh, they are reptilian humanoid creatures with their own culture language and history and they come from a corner of Tamriel called the Black Marsh. That's kind of their homeland. That's where everyone else in Tamriel looks at that part of the of the continent and says that's that's Black Marsh. That's when no one else goes there but the Argonians. And we'll get into we'll get into why that is. You know, there's there's actually a pretty interesting dynamic there of like the Black Marsh is really only hospitable to the Argonians and barely anyone else. That's pretty that's pretty key to their history. And for for much of that history They've been like we like we touched on earlier. They've been kind of misunderstood and kind of reviled and spat on by most of the other races in Tamriel. Like, if you uh, if you're playing Skyrim, if you look at specific parts of, uh, I think Windhelm is a good example. That, that yeah, specific, yeah, that specific city, Argonians and also Dark Elves. Basically, anyone who's not a Nord, pretty much, gets kind of relegated to uh, their own parts. of Ta- It's segregation. It's it's like they, they have. Argonian ghettos, basically, and you can see that play out in other cities too, like in uh, this, the Imperial City and um, in Cyrodiil, but also Breville. Like some of the poorer regions of uh, these Imperial provinces, they tend to attract Argonians. Is they're they're a downtrodden people in most places they live outside of their homeland.
0: Yeah. So it, it comes from like a few I would say key factors this prejudice against them yeah like why why all this
1: prejudice like yeah
0: why I mean, and so you have in the same kind of boat you have the khajiit and the sure, what you yeah. would call beast races and i mean they are truly the minority in uh the continent of tamriel mm-hmm. where you know everyone else is like you know as much of men and myrrh don't really get along, they yeah. still kind of look like each other, right. It's humans, elves, and then everyone else, basically exactly um, so that is kind of why they just like again, they're big horn feathered scaly uh lizard people um yeah. who might also resemble dragons, which again mm. have left kind of a Bad taste (laughs) in people's mouths. Could be a stigma there for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so like, and on top of that, uh, their homeland is also just, again, this untamed wilderness Mm. of mystery and um, danger, but also like of, you know, disease and festering uh, grossness. Like, again, it's just on misunderstandings upon misunderstandings of just being different.
1: Yeah, I don't even want to imagine the mosquitoes
0: in the Black Marsh. Like, cats. Oh, they're probably the size of like house cats. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're also not as mobile as other races. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you'll find an Argonian in almost every province of Tamriel, but it's never really in very large numbers to make up yeah. like their own town. They're very sedentary to either find their way back to Black Marsh, or they don't stray too far. Mm -hmm. And that's for like a number of reasons that we'll kind of go into. But, you know, when you only see just a very small, select few um, representations of an entire race, you start to make a lot of different assumptions. Right. And that, again, uh, leads into a prejudice in these different communities where Argonians aren't very well known or, uh, for that matter, trusted.
1: Yeah, it's it's kinda like they remain a minority uh in several factors. Like some factors are self imposed. Like like you said, they just tend not to leave their home uh, home province very often. So they don't migrate in large numbers, so they don't really have the protection of large numbers when they move somewhere else. And so they just kind of tend to be in a minority wherever they go. And sometimes when they leave the Black Marsh it's not it's not voluntary. Sometimes they are literally just taken as slaves. We'll get into that later. Like slavery is also a big part of their history, which uh you know, we'll we'll dive into more more extensively later, but you know, just I I feel like to your point, Bruce, like when they stay kind of relatively still, when they kind of group up and stay where they're used to staying, that's just out of out of necessity because yeah, like for hundreds of years they've been preyed upon by their neighbors who want to come make slaves of them or take over their territory. I guess the big one there is the is you know the province directly north of the Black Marsh, which is Morrowind, home of the Dunmer slash Dark Elves. The Dunmer and the Argonians, uh, they've they've got quite a uh, s- sordid history. I mean, they got beef. They yeah, got big beef. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's on site between them. Like it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a big, ex- you know, when I played Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, very often in Morrowind that game, you can as the player you encounter enslaved Argonians, also enslaved Khajiit, basically both members of the beast races are often made slaves in Morrowind because in Morrowind, the land of the Dark Elves, slavery is kind of I I guess you could say legal there it's just normal, it's kind of accepted, it's part of their, it's kind of part of the culture a little
0: bit. Yeah, I mean not only is it like accepted, they Mm -hmm. have an entire noble house revolved around it where their banner is literally shackles yeah, They take pride in it. Yeah,
1: it's, it's part of, it's just how things go there. And uh, another part of how things go there is just the fact that Khajiit and you know, and the Argonians, those two races, the beast races, are just the most commonly enslaved peoples in Morrowind. You just rarely, if ever, see a, a wood elf, you know, a Bosmer or a, a Breton, a Imperial, or any kind of human or elf, really, in shackles. It's usually Argonians or Khajiit. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, they're just seen as the easy target.
0: Yeah. And no one feels that they can protect them either that they don't trust them enough or that, you know, they think, yeah, they should be enslaved. They are subservient. They are like animal people. Yeah, Some people would even claim that they aren't even of sentience to be given human rights.
1: Yeah. It is that otherization. They're just so different that it's very easy to justify treating them differently. Um, and you know, to that sentience point, you know, I think something really important to know about the Argonians and kind of how, they, how their culture and their society is structured, it, it comes down to uh, what's called the hist. Now, the hist is a, uh, it's, it's a big term, so let's unpack that. Basically, unlike the humans and elves of Tamriel, who, as we understand it, Ten, uh, are are thought to have descended from the aedra the gods of of nern of the of the mortal plane uh however the argonians and the khajiit and the uh, beast races uh they their lore says like their their myths and their legends maintain that they did not descend from the aedra but they in fact descended from a another race of semi sentient trees uh, these magical trees called the hist so Basically, there, there's, this, there's this legend around what's called the hist, which is a type of tree, a sentient tree, that the Argonians have this very strong, very inherent connection to. Basically, the Argonians see these hist trees as the source of all life. That's, that's their god, that's their ancestor, that's their, their mother, their father, that's everything to them. The hist is like very central to Argonian history and society.
0: Alpha and Omega. That's right. Yeah, so in my research, I found that the hist was a very interesting, fascinating kind of, I, I don't even know if I would say organism, but just, mm. you know, character. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> they, it's something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so some, it it has conflicting um, accounts, uh, but one that I really did like was that some Argonians claim that the hist originated from Oblivion. Mm. Which is basically the hell of terror.: Exactly. Kind of. Place yeah. of Daedra, the, yeah. the demons and uh, right. things of whatnot. And they came over here and began to create life. And the Argonians worship them, again, as deities, but as ancestors. Um, and it's kind of different, um, but also similar to how the Altmer see themselves where they That's say right. that, that they are uh, the descendants of the Aedra. Mm-hmm. And I really like that because, you know, maybe the beast races could be actually descendants from the Daedra. That's right. In a kind of duality uh, yeah. while not really being like enemies, but definitely having a different nature to themselves.
1: Yeah, it's it, that, that factors into the way the Argonians see themselves and like kind of perceive their place in the cycle of life you know they you know the the altmer they look up at to the Aedra and you know the the original spirits and the gods and all that and you know it's a very celestial outlook on life but the argonians have a bit more of a grounded uh sense of spirituality where they look at the hist as their afterlife like i we are born from the hist trees we return to the hist trees it's a very it's a very uh you know, hippy dippy, uh, granola crunching circle <laughs> we're of life. With the trees, <laughs> yeah, one, <we're> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how they view certain spirituality. But no, you, you make a good point, Bruce. Of like, it's almost a yin and yang thing. Of like, you know, we we look at it this way, you look at it that way. Uh, no one's wrong. No one's necessarily right or wrong. It's just like you all have, and like we, we kind of touched on that in our episode on the various gods and religions of Tamriel. was like mm-hmm. everyone looks at kind of the same picture, but gets certain thing, different things out of it. But no, yeah, also the Argonians have a very unique experience when, you know, because of their connection to the Hist, because as as far as we're aware, the Argonians seem to be the only race that is able to communicate with the Hist trees. It's almost like a kind of like a sort of telepathy, but the way the Argonians think of it, they, they call it as hearing through the wind, quote unquote. It's it's like they just hear the hist trees kind of communicating with them, whispering to them. But that that communion goes one step further too. They also uh, consume what's called hist sap. You know the sap of the hist trees. They they kind of do that to become closer to the hist, and it's kind of like a it's a rite of passage for Argonians. It's part of their religion. But one step further than that, the hist the hist sap also is a big part of the social awareness of Argonians. It's almost it kind of helps them create like a hive mind. They can be closer to each other mentally and spiritually. And one last note about the hist sap. We actually have mentioned it before on this show. Uh, in our episode on the Blackwood Company oh, over in Cyrodiil, which you can encounter during the, uh, the game Oblivion, uh, the Blackwood Company is a you know, group of mercenaries and they use a different form of hist sap. It's, it's kind of thought that the Blackwood Company had almost like a corrupted or tampered with variant of hist sap because what their version does is it makes you enter a killing frenzy it's like a combat drug basically so normal hist sap the way it's used in sort of these rites of passage and religious ceremonies and whatnot it's not normally it, it doesn't normally have that effect from what we know so it's kind of it juries out on that a little bit of whether or not the blackwood company had real uh legitimate you know straight from the source hist sap or not but uh, it can be used in many ways. Long story short,
0: right? Like it. It also said that his sap can also like change their appearance or oh. alter their state, and that can also be like both physically, spiritually, mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of these factors kind of combine themselves in the Argonian people, their culture, their way of life, their religion, and of course their like regional uh, point of origin to give it. Like one blaring takeaway, the Argonians, by their own nature, are capable of extremely effective coordination and cooperation in a very, very specific environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And not only with themselves, uh, but with, again, that environment uh, in a way that other races cannot even begin to. I would even wager to say more than the Khajiit. Uh, more sure. than the Wood Elves.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like You will never see Imperials, definitely not Nords, Redguards, Altmer, Dunmer, and you'll never see any of them have the kind of teamwork that Argonians are capable of because, like we've talked about, thanks to the Hist Sap and their, connect, their, their mutual connection to the Hist Trees, they, they are inside each other's minds, basically, if they want to be. And like you said, Bruce, like they, they're intricately connected to their own environment. Like their home province of Black Marsh is like, it's, it's like a second skin to them. They, they know every nook and cranny of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, well, that'll be important later. But yeah, all these things about like their, their society, their, their origins, their physical attributes. It gives us this, you know, one of their main strengths, one of their greatest strengths is their community. Their, their ability to act in a communal way. It's huge. That's an underrated superpower, I would argue.
0: Yeah, I would say it would kind of be like Alright, hear me out. It kinda of <laughs> reminds it. me of when like you say like, all right, Incredible Hulk versus Batman. How much prep time does Batman have? Uh-huh, prep time, yep. Classic. If the Argonians are under specific conditions, they are unstoppable. Yeah. But they are not very usually in that position.
1: Uh, yeah, it's kind of like fighting in their own environment. is kind of like the prep time for Argonians. It's like, yes. if, if they have that, they're, they're good to go. If they, are don't... they in Black Marsh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, where were they? But that's, that's the thing though. Like all of this adds up to, you know, this, you could see this making them very, very capable of defending their home,
0: but uh, we'll have more to say on that later. Exactly. And we're going to hear more about that and just the history of what the Argonians kind of went through from the first to even the fourth era after this break. And we're back. All right. So I think next is just uh, we're going to try and compartmentalize thousands of years of uh, (laughs) history and warfare um, into a very um, minute compartmentalized (laughs) lightning round. Where we just kind of talk about what the Argonians have been through both militarily and culturally uh, in their home of Black Marsh.
1: That's right, yeah, we've gone over, you know, what makes them different, what's special about them, kind of inherently by their own nature, but, yeah, let's let's dive into how that has shaped their history over the many, many years. As we've explained in depth, you know, the Argonians are seen as the uh, black sheep, you could say, the black sheep from the Black Marsh, of the <laughs> uh, races of Tamriel, you know, in many ways, they're just treated horribly by Really, all their neighbors. They have the you know they have Imperials to the west of them, and of course the Dunmer neighbors uh, to the north, the Dark Elves. And then the other,
0: and then it's just the sea. Like that's it. Yeah, (laughs) and
1: they have yeah they have the Imperials to the west, Dark Elves to the north, and then to the west, uh, to the east and south, ocean. Nowhere else. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure if they had actual neighbors on those sides, they'd also (laughs) get attacked.
1: Yeah. So their borders have always been the sites of you know skirmishes like there's always stuff going on on the fringes of their of their province where you know they're pretty much always being invaded and you know by all accounts they they don't really have that much of a formidable military structure you know like they they're not like the imperials the imperials have a very professional army and you know the dunmer's are also, you know orcs redguard like all these other peoples of tamriel have pretty proud warrior cultures but i think for you know from what we know the Argonians aren't exactly, like, you know, born, bred, and built fighters for with a fearsome reputation for war. They've, you know, especially when, of course, like we said, especially when they leave the Black Marsh. Like, you know, we'll get into how they fight fiercely on their own turf, but... uh you know they they don't they don't have the conqueror reputation. They don't no. leave their home and like take the fight to anyone else very often. Uh, that's that's not their reputation.
0: It would be very rare to see like an Argonian yeah. Imperial Legion, um, <laughs> right? You know, storming mm-hmm. down the countryside. They're yeah. again a much more. Um, And again, they they do have a military, they do have an army, they have warriors, but it's Mm -hmm. much less traditional than you might Mm -hmm. expect um, in this kind of land of Tamriel. Uh, They thrive, again, in an environment of swampy terrain. Uh, They are resistant to many of the diseases in the area. In fact, that's Mm -hmm. actually one of their um, race benefits uh, that you cannot be you know uh hit with a terrible disease you are resistant to any and all diseases as an argonian uh, and they have the ability to breathe underwater i cannot cannot (laughs) understate how much of a boon that is in a swampy environment i mean again there's not many seas in tamriel which again i think really puts them at a disadvantage Hmm. um Plenty of but, lakes
1: and rivers. Yeah, not a lot. They ocean, have
0: lakes but. and rivers. There's, there's not a huge lake. Um, I would yeah. say where there's like, you know, an entire ocean that they could like camp under. Um, but like, it's still something that is such an underutilized skill that I just feel like it's just because of where they are.
1: You step into their swamp and yeah, you could be you could be surrounded and you wouldn't know it. They'd be underwater. The picture picture a crocodile that can stand on two legs and hold a spear. Yeah. I mean, I'm not
0: not screwing with that. Like, hell no. (laughs) They're capable of, like, coordination and thought, and they have tree friends. Like, I'm not fucking with that. (laughs) And so with all of those, they are perfect for guerrilla warfare against invading forces. Think if the Viet Cong were, again, just... Fucking crocodiles. <laughs> We'd be dealing with a n- much different problem of PTSD from... Uh- Let's just say uh, Platoon would be a very different movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse Actually, Now I would, would have... <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that,
1: though. Someone get on that. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of why, like, during the first three eras of, of Tamriel's history, you know, the Argonians were pretty much... They, they, were, they were attacked a lot. They were invaded all the time. But, as we, we, we notice a pattern in their history, they were never really fully conquered. Not, not all the way, and even when they were kind of, you know, subject, uh, subjugated, it was never for very long. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what we keep, for me at least, I keep coming back to the fact that, like, you can invade the Black Marsh, sure. You can throw an army at the Black Marsh and try to take over the Argonian homeland, but Your results will disappoint you every single time. Like you might make some gains, you might take over like, you know, the the foothills or the borders of their province. But when you start getting into the heart of the Black Marsh, you're gonna come up against, like we said, just squads of amphibious assault lizard men and lizard women with, you know, sharp sticks and bows and daggers, and they'll just come up and slit your throat. And you can't poison them, you can't drown them, you can't. Disease them, it's they don't get sick.
0: It's like so yeah, no it's like, biological warfare. That's yeah, on their just, side.
1: Yeah, like it, like like you said, guerrilla tactics, uh, hit and run. You're on their turf, so that's why every invasion, every uh, attempt to conquer the Black Marsh, always just kind of grinds to a halt eventually and collapses eventually. I mean, we 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 saw in the first era the Imperials of Cyrodiil, They uh, had this jo- this massive war to annex, and kind of absorb the Black Marsh into the Empire, which, uh, you know, is actually originally, at first at least, a defeat for the Argonians. That's where the first Battle of Argonia is recorded, and that's where they get their name. That's kind of what the Imperials started calling them. However, the the Imperials, after that battle, even though they beat the Argonians the first time, they learned quickly after that if they follow, like, when they follow the Argonians deeper into their territory... They, they just, they they hit a, they hit a wall, of, you know, metaphorically. They just, you know, they hit swamps that they can't navigate through. They encounter wildlife they have no way to deal with. They, they encounter diseases they have no way to deal with. So the terrain itself defeats them. It's almost like the Argonians have half of the battle won for them just by where they live. It's, it's wild.
0: Yeah, it's the greatest home field advantage that I think we've ever seen in Tamriel, where you most know? of the other places are just, again countrysides or maybe rocky terrain and deserts, but there's
1: mountains, there's deserts, but yeah, like the, the swamp will just swallow armies whole though. It's ridiculous.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all the things that would otherwise, you know, kill uh, a normal men or mer Mm -hmm. uh, soldier. uh, They thrive in every day. Yeah. But even though, uh, you know, these threats uh, couldn't get further into black marsh, That didn't mean that they were just, you know, safe on home base. Oh, sure. Uh, (laughs) The the Dumbers actually really figured that out when they could uh, enslave a lot of Argonians after this uh, first kind of uh, first era defeat uh, from Mm -hmm. the Imperials. As their neighbors, they just kind of saw the Argonians as uh, a people that they could possibly exploit. And so um, those who were brave enough to kind of live on the fringes of Black Marsh could see that uh, it was not entirely safe, where Dunmer would go in very routinely and mm-hmm. just attack, raid villages, and capture as many Argonians as possible to enslave yeah. them. Yeah. It, it was just absolutely just a disgusting display of just taking advantage of a, an enemy while it's already down. I, not even an enemy at this point, they had no a neighbor. Yeah, just a, a neighbor. neighbor. They, like, the Argonians did not throw the first punch here. It was the Dunmer because they saw that they were just uh, this easy pickings. And then after that, um, through the second era, they were just hit with even more bad luck when they just kind of went through just bad, tyrannical oppression of their own government. There was actually a deadly plague Uh, while the Dumber kind of capitalized on their weakened state um, Mm -hmm. and just enslaved more people. And again, think about that. These are a race of lizard people who do not usually ever get sick. There must have been a literal, like, you know, super COVID cancer kind of fucking thing (laughs) that was ravaging these people. Some kind
1: of mutated mega rabies had to hit them. Like, yeah, exactly.
0: To make them sick. Yeah. Yeah. And also for that to happen to a people who, again, are not used to that. Mm And if like most races are just like, okay, well, this is what we do if there's an outbreak. Do you think that kind of infrastructure and like, oh, no, you know, yeah. all of that is there for people who very rarely ever get sick? You, you almost got
1: to wonder if it's like a war of the worlds situation. Like, obviously, mm. the Argonians are in, you know immune to all the diseases that are native to the Black Marsh. But if like the Imperials bring a, you know, like a common cold that someone got in High Rock once and that that spreads yeah. around the Black Marsh. That's game over, man. Like, you're donezo. Like, you have no answer to that uh, with your immune system. And so even with all this stuff going on, even with all these ca- catastrophic calamities befalling the Argonians, like, this is one of the Black Marsh's darkest periods in history. Even with all that happening, like we said, the 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 core of the Black Marsh, like, the very heart of the territory, you know, where kind of the last line of defense, where Argonians could always retreat there, huddle up, Circle the wagons and really make their last stand in the heart of the territory. Uh, no foreign troops from either Morrowind or Cyrodiil ever made it that far. Like no one ever completely penetrated and took over the core of the Black Marsh. That never happened.
0: They said that even uh, Tiberseptum always thought twice before even sending troops to yeah. the border of Black Marsh.
1: Yeah, he he knew, he realized what a lost cause it was to try and you know, conquer that province completely, you know, kind of like it, you know, the parallel would be, let's say, you know, the Nords of Skyrim invade Cyrodiil and they want to conquer, they want to conquer the empire. The way to do that is you, you get to the heart of the province where the Imperial city is, where the white gold tower is the seat of Imperial power. Can't and miss you, it. Yeah. It's very easy to find. <laughs> yeah. And if you conquer that sack it, siege it, take it over, whatever, make it yours. You've won. The thing is, you can't do that to the Argonians. You basically can't. And like he said, Tiber Septim knew that. Like he knew that we're never, no one's ever going to live long enough to make it to the center of the Black Marsh and just completely, entirely conquer the province. It just can't be done. So essentially, the Black Marsh was, like, we, like we've established, it's a captive province. It's surrounded by neighbors who, in you know, aggressors really, constantly taking advantage of it, whether it's trying to conquer them or just make slaves of them. So like it's still it's it's always going to be in that position that unenviable position but it was still never fully assimilated into the empire so it kind of remained unconquered. So like yeah like you have the capital of Black Marsh which is a, a you know kind of a settlement that the Argonians call Helstrom. It's in the center of Black Marsh. The empire never reached it. Never got that far. So like even though the Argonians would constantly lose territory to the Imperials and the Dunmer and you know the enslavement keeps happening uh they still never lose their homeland entirely it's it's just this this plucky little underdog of a province that never gets knocked out of the game all the way
0: yeah they completely encircle them like it's right. it was like a um again a, a a natural border between them and their enemies the, truly yeah. if you tried to travel to the center of black marsh you possibly could but then by that time, you would then have to be ready for the greatest fight of your life, as yeah. the last few thousand uh, Argonian just descend uh, warriors upon <laughs> descend yeah. upon you, who yeah. didn't have to do anything. Uh, they didn't have to, you know, fight against diseases and uh, mm-hmm. vines and shit. And then they just attack you. Like it's it's just not feasible. Logistics yeah. cannot help you. Yeah,
1: and it's like, what what would you gain even? What what would be the prize? It's just land that you don't want to live on anyway. That you don't want to do anything with. Yeah, you
0: can't till it. You can't like build property on it. Like it's it's not it's a non-starter.
1: Yeah, it's no point to it. But I think that brings us to kind of our last point. We'll we'll wrap up with this. It's it's a doozy though. There's a lot to say, but this is what we've been leading up to. Like, what inspired this episode in the first place when we first chatted over dinner about how, how crazy is this, let's talk about this, was the Oblivion Crisis, which, uh, or at least this is part of it. The Oblivion Crisis, which, you know, aptly named, uh, happens during the game Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Uh, like, we, like we talked about that, the Oblivion Crisis was when gates to the Deidreq realm of Oblivion opened up all over the place. Not just in Cyrodiil, where that game takes place, but all over Tamriel. So what's, what's wild is Everything was going terribly for the Argonians, while their neighbors and the rest of Tamriel were doing great for most of the history of the continent. But then everything just got completely flipped upside down. The table was thrown over when the Oblivion Crisis happened, which uh, you know, as we know, it ended the Septim dynasty and the Daedric Prince Mehrunes Dagon, you know, threw open these gates to Oblivion, trying to take over the take over Tamriel and the rest of the world. But like. What we see here is that even though Oblivion Gates opened in Black Marsh, just like, just like they did everywhere else, the Black Marsh was the only province in Tamriel that actually ended the Oblivion Crisis on their own. Or, like, at least locally. You know, like, the hero of Kvatch, the main character of Oblivion, you know, actually ends the Oblivion Crisis by defeating Mehrunes Dagon. With the help of Martin Septim, that's a whole other story. But basically, the, the Argonians defended, like, dealt with their own shit on their own. They defended their home province and closed their own Oblivion gates, and like, they were fine. They suffered the fewest casualties. They, you know, lost the least territory.
0: They handled it, and no one else could. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is truly, and this isn't because of you know the the swampy terrain or the. You know, mosquitoes and the diseases, uh, mm-hmm. because I don't think demons really give a shit about that. <laughs> right, right. This was actually kind of a, a, a well coordinated defense system that was apparently done through the hist. Again, up yeah. until this point, I don't think a lot of people kind of believe that the hist were like really <laughs> there. Like, okay, right.
1: Argonians. Sure. Yeah. The trees talk to you. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Go uh, ahead. Whatever
0: you say, psycho. All Don't right. use the straws, whatever. All right. Uh, but actually historical records claim that the hist literally like sent out like an Amber alert to the fucking, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to all Argonians in Tamriel to make their way back to black marsh. Um, yeah. Before the crisis hit um, and preparing them for the oblivion gates to open. And when they did, not only did the Argonians descend upon them with a force even a Daedric prince was like, you know, surprised <laughs> at. Yeah. It, more than that, after they were beating them back, they drove the forces back through the gates and they went in and invaded oblivion, which <laughs> I'd say is a first ever in the entire history of Nern of yeah. like just a, just a regular mortal race just going into oblivion and they're like, this is ours now.
1: I'll just say really quick. I mean, the hero of Kvatch went into oblivion gates to shut them like from the inside and some, you know, city guards and military forces in Cyrodiil also went into oblivion gates to shut them down. But big difference. Those were always seen as like suicide missions, basically like go in, see if you can try and shut the gate, save our city. It's our last chance. But no, the Argonians are over here just mounting full-scale campaigns into this demonic realm. And Runes Dagon himself is like, holy fuck, what the hell? Like, how are you doing this? So <laughs> like, they, they are just succeeding against Deidre creatures to the point that no one else was able to do it this time.
0: Yeah. It, and put, it was, Putting up numbers. It, it was such an incredible thing. And then I cannot tell you that it is one of the greatest second wins I think I have ever <laughs> fucking seen. Hell yeah! Anything, Uh, because they they don't stop there. (laughs) Far from it, actually. Mm -mm. They're on a high at that point.
1: No, they 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 kind of took that momentum, you know, by by defending the Black Marsh against Oblivion and dealing with that crisis on their own, while the rest of Tamriel is still reeling from the effects of the Oblivion Crisis. They're they're still putting out the fires, so to speak. While that's happening, the Argonians are like in the best shape ever. Like they're they're the top dog all of a sudden because they handled the Oblivion Crisis so well, so they then use that momentum to start righting the wrongs done to them, the many wrongs done to them for millennia. They, you know, right after the Oblivion Crisis, they noticed that in Morrowind, uh, the Dunmer were experiencing what was called the Red Year, uh, which is when a meteor called Bar-Dow, I'm probably butchering that, uh, basically a big space rock, a meteor, floating above Morrowind for many, many years, but it finally fell to the earth during what's called the red year which you know caused this cataclysmic impact that you know destroyed cities and it set off the eruption of red mountain which was you know a giant gigantic volcano so basically the argonians noticed that morrowind was getting just fucked up by <laughs> natural disasters and calamities and they were uh, ripe for some uh payback <laughs> cuz like as as we as we've explained Morrowind had been picking on the Black Marsh for thousands upon thousands of years, and you know, coming off the heels of the oblivion crisis, suddenly, the shoe was on the other foot. The power yeah. balance was completely different.
0: Yeah. Be careful who you are mean to in middle school, because, <laughs> and be careful who you enslave for thousands of years, <laughs> God. because karma comes back, bites you in the ass. Too true. <laughs> And uh, just literally a year after um, the red year, uh, mm-hmm. probably just to like mobilize their forces. The Argonians mm-hmm. led by, oh, I'm going to butcher this, and Axelil uh, invad- invaded Morrowind, just coming mm-hmm. up from the south and yeah. killed thousands yeah. indiscriminately. I'm talking every Dunmer they saw. Um, freeing, uh, slaves, uh, and like pushing, uh, just the Dunmer armies, which were again, already exacerbated by the oblivion crisis, trying to figure out, um, you know, sense of, uh, the red year, uh, their forces spread already thin, their resources gone, many of their generals already dead, and they just pushed them back until they got to the inner sea Where, you know, if you're looking at a map, you can see, like, where the Red Mountain is kind of, like, above that. The island of Vardenfell. Yeah, yeah, the the island of Vardenfell, And they pretty much pushed them all the way to, which was previously called Vivek City, where Mm -hmm. it is named after Vivek, who we talked about before. And the Argonians... Couldn't really get much further than that, but they were like, no, nah, we're still gonna do some shit. <laughs> we're <laughs> and not it done here. They the waters of, the, of that site, uh, where it is now known after that as Scathing Bay. Wow. And only with the help of the Imperial Legion to like route them from the, from the west mm-hmm. do the Argonians finally again do what is usually the kind of fallback plan of go back to black marsh they can't get us there they're a bunch of pussies run home
1: (laughs) (laughs) run home to yeah hide in the fort and uh lock the doors yeah (laughs) but
0: But, like they they did it they
1: got what they wanted They, they 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 stood up and they they socked their bully right on the jaw and really just made a statement like we're not gonna be fucked with anymore we uh
0: the lizard people are uh have had it we, and we, even and enough. even more so that it was yes a stalemate like they didn't take over Morrowind but yeah. because of that the Argonians also gained independence from the Cyrodiilic Empire which right. they had been a part of for again thousands and thousands of years yeah so yeah the living crisis
1: red year and the year following the the political map of the continent of Tamriel just changes overnight and. It's it's crazy how power balances can shift like that. But uh, no, yeah, that comes back to, you know, we 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 discussed how the connection to the Hist and just their the communal nature of the Argonians in general just allows them to act with a singular will like that when when the time when the circumstances are right. It lets them just pull off the impossible and and you know, defend their home and and then some in the uh, instance of uh, the invasion after the Red Year. It's kind of like, for, for most of the history of Tamriel, the Argonians were under someone's boot, because they were just assumed that they couldn't stand up for themselves. But after, you know, millennia of this, they, uh, they eventually demonstrated, and no one had any doubt after, afterwards, that they could not only defend themselves, but really leave their mark on the world when they want to. So I, I think we've discovered the hidden strength of the Argonians, but the uh, Empire and the Dark Elves, they also discovered it uh, the hard way.
0: (laughs) A very hard lesson to be learned.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So looking back on what we've discussed about the Argonians and uh, their home province and uh, just what really sets them apart and what makes them uh, so hard to conquer, uh, what are are your final thoughts? What are you thinking with all this?
0: Yeah. So when I first was doing all this research, I was first looking at it like, okay, so this is sort of like a very underdeveloped nation that may not have a lot of things going for it, but, you know, they got lucky with at least the terrain that they're in. You know, it kind of reminded me of the, um what was leading up to the scramble of Africa uh by the European nations back mm. in the 1800s, which was, it was not because the European nations finally were able to, you know, come together and finally organize themselves to split Africa up because they were smarter and more superior. Far from it. Uh, for the entire time that they could have, they kept dying by disease. They did not have the correct tools to be able to get into Africa and last very long. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, again, uh, just a a bout of dumb luck that they really just kind of took advantage of a, a few different members of the African communities that truly led them on, you know, these different guided incursions into Africa that allowed them to, you know, create these, uh, Strongholds and then split up Africa. And it kind of reminded me of the, you know, Cyrodiilic Empire that was like very close to doing that, but again, could not. But it kind of goes even further than that. And their true nature may never be truly shown, but it is obvious that they are directly connected to this supernatural entity of the Hist. And I feel like that's where their greatest power lies. I think that the Hist may have a bit more to do with the terrain that they are in. The Black Marsh may have many roots uh, going up and in between the watery graves that where that left the people of uh, you know Dunmer and uh, of Cyrodiil mm-hmm. to rot, and they are their true ancestral protectors of that land. I don't think that the Argonians were ever in danger of being like exterminated, but that is about as far as that protection goes. It feels like the Argonians were not meant to have an existence outside of Black Marsh. They are too ingrained and codependent on the terrain that they have to venture out like they do. If they want to, they can, but it's obvious that when that happens, bad shit also happens. Uh, yeah. But when they are pushed truly to a corner, it is catastrophic for everyone involved.
1: I like the part the Argonians play in the broader uh, tapestry of Elder Scrolls, which is, I think to your point, they inherently are unable to thrive outside of their home province. Like they can survive, they can, you know, explore, they can have, have a life outside of, of the Black Marsh, Individually, and you know, they can even maybe even have small communities outside the Black Marsh, but they will never thrive outside of their home province to the extent that like the Imperials can, you know, or or Nords or the uh, high elves like these people who can really go anywhere and uh, succeed in you know trade or conquest or anything they really set their minds to because they, they can really thrive outside their homes if they want to. And like you said, they're just the Argonians by their own nature. Uh, it's kind of like, no matter how far they le- how far they go from their home, they'll never be as strong as they could be if they really stand together on their home turf against invaders. It's kind of like where their true strength lies. But I like the part they play in the Elder Scrolls uh, universe because they are this people that, if you meet them in Cyrodiil, Morrowind, Skyrim, wherever you meet them, you can have this kind of exotic, like, oh, wow, oh yeah, I've never seen an Argonian before. Tell me about your... Uh, tell me about yourself Like, tell me about your home and they'll tell you about the black Marsh, and you'll think that place sounds fucking awful. I never want to go there, but, but <laughs> they'll say exactly like it's not for you. It's ours. And like, you know, this place is yours. It's not mine. I'm visiting it or I'm, I'm living here temporarily or I'm living here even permanently, but it's still not really a place I can thrive in. But it's like, yeah, it's just kind of like, like I said in the beginning, the black Marsh still represents this sense of mystery, this sense of, uh, It hasn't been fully exploited yet, like most of the rest of Tamriel has. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm glad there are like these corners of the world that are still a little uh, hidden, still a little um, mysterious. And there are people from that part of the world who can sort of represent it and kind of have a very unique perspective on life in Tamriel. That no other race really, maybe the Khajiit to some extent have not, but still not quite the same, you know, like it's, it's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Oh, also uh, one other final thought from me was that um, I forgot to bring this up, but the, I've, in my own theory, from what we talked about in the legends of the origin of the hist being from oblivion, I think that may be why the. Hist were able to kind of counteract this invasion in the Oblivion Crisis because it oh, yeah. possibly had its own like kind of sixth sense to know that okay, Oblivion is scheming something. That's a good point.
1: It's like, hey, my uh, my manufacturers are issuing a recall. I think
0: you all should <laughs> probably
1: know about that. Let's put out an APB. <laughs> get everyone back here. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. There's always something. There's always some twist to to see here that's that's what's great about that's what's great about elder scrolls it
0: really is it's just yeah. like i never would ever be able to have this kind of conversation it's it, i feel like it's one of the most original and like almost alien types of like fantasy settings outside of like tolkien
1: Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.